podcast. I am here on a overcast Sunday morning in Southern California with my good friend and sometimes collaborator, Christopher Styers. Hi, Chris. Hello, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm having a busy morning and uh, like it that way. I always enjoy yes. being, uh, I mean, I do enjoy downtime, but uh, I, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm busy. So, um, okay. So we had a um, a rare occasion yesterday. Chris and I were able to have lunch because he came to uh, a seminar that I did at Orange Coast College. My my intermediate classes started uh, last Tuesday, and my intro classes start this Thursday. But in between, on Saturday yesterday, we did I did a seminar for people who are interested in what my classes entail and a little bit of a a tutorial on script writing techniques and stuff. So there was a rare uh, occasion yesterday. Chris and I got to have lunch. Uh, we we don't live that far apart, but we do live a distance. And so but most of the time it's by phone or on this podcast. But Chris came down, um, drove quite a distance, which I appreciate. Oh, I, en- I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed listening to you inspire, <laughs> uh, you know, people that want to get into uh, screenwriting. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Hopefully it's inspiration, not perspiration, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it as inspiration. Yeah. No, it was fun. We had a good turnout and um, I was able to reach some people that, that I didn't, I wouldn't probably norm, normally be able to reach. I've already got a uh-huh. couple of people signed up, so it was good. It was a good, uh, good deal. Um, good. Yeah, and then it was really nice just to say, you know, you and I have known each other for, boy, I didn't even want to, I made 20 years, uh, 25 yeah, years. 20 more something. than that, I yeah, think now. 25 years, and uh, uh-huh. we used to be able to spend time together in the same location when we took classes, yep. but um, we haven't been able to do that much in the, over the intervening years, so. Uh, no, no. Anyway, too much well, thanks distance, again. But, yeah. I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I, I, I didn't take offense when you were falling asleep and, you know, snoring. So I didn't, that wasn't a problem for me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, but it was good to have you. And, um, there was another friend of mine, uh, John Coleman was there, uh, Mm -hmm. to work off of a little bit. And John and, uh, my other friend, Art Kirsch do a, do a vlog, uh, vlog, I guess it is a video law blog called uh, celebrating uh-huh. act two. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, but you, people of a certain age, uh, definitely will find this of interest, uh, because they, they yeah. cover, they cover over the, the, the issues that people over 50 have. So it's a great niche for them. Uh, both of them are over 50 and they, they know of what they speak. So. Um, okay, so Chris, we um, I want to talk about a little bit about what we're watching, but I I really want to talk about um, what we're working on more. But um, okay. do you have? Are you watching anything new? Not not the not Chicago Fire or Chicago whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired well, of hearing about those shows. Anything new? Okay. Well, I did for the first time end up watching. The Exorcist Three. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good George, one with with George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I swear, there's certain actors 
that if they yell on mm-hmm. the screen, mm-hmm. you jump because you <laughs> suddenly find yourself at attention. And George right. C. Scott's one of those. Well, I mean, he played he played Patton very effectively, you know. With oh that, yeah. You know, yeah. But uh, the movie was spooky and played off of The Exorcist. Yeah, I thought the it main was... character was the cop. Right. Which right. was yeah. No, I thought it was very effective. They have some really. Uh, great scenes, and also that's the first time I ever heard the word in, uh, insanguination, which means uh, drained of blood. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, uh, and I haven't been able to finish it yet because uh-huh. I got interrupted, but I'm going to sometime today. Mm-hmm. A little movie called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, yeah, I've seen that title. Yeah, with uh, oh the terrific character actor Brian Cox. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, or he is good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And this, the first half that I got to watch, it's intriguing. It is spooky. And you're trying to figure out what is going on. Mm, yeah. And it's very. Was that on Netflix and, or Amazon? Uh, Netflix. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I watched, um, yeah, I've been watching, I have a. We'll talk about what I'm working on, but I've been watching erotic thrillers uh, in order to get a sense of what is, you know, good or bad about some of the movies that are out there. And most of them are pretty bad. But there was one by J-Lo. She was a producer. She was an actress in it. Uh, I know you're a big fan of her. So I Uh highly recommend this movie. It's to you, especially. It's called The Boy Next Door. Um, oh, okay. And uh, she's really good in it. And it also stars uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, she has a small part. Um, oh. Anyway, and also um, John Corbett, who used to be the DJ in Northern Exposure, plays her oh, husband. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yes. he, yeah. So it's a good movie. It's well done. Um, anyway, I recommend it. That's what I watched last night, and I enjoyed it quite okay. a bit. So. Um, we are Plot Points Podcast. Uh, this is my friend and collaborator, Christopher Styers, who's also a, a quite accomplished novelist. How many novels uh, so far, Chris? I've got six published and two more due out this year. Coming up. Yeah, you can reach him. Yeah. Uh, well, you can see his work on ChristopherStyers.com, but also he has an Amazon page and he has a Barnes & Noble listing, I would assume. Um, yes. And also on social media, but um, his books are really terrific. He he's also a, a, a just an incredible short story writer. One of my favorite short stories of all time is one of the ones he wrote. Um, and uh, I swear, one of these days, I'm going to make that into a movie. But um, just based <laughs> on that. So anyway, uh, if you need a screenwriting class, uh, you should go to uh, the Orange County. I'm sorry, to Orange Coast College Community Ed. I'll put the links in the show notes um, where my classes are. There's an intro class coming up on January 30th, runs for eight weeks. It's a very, very good class, very intensive, well, covers a lot of topics. And um, that's about it. Uh, so let's see, let's talk a little bit about, we, let's do our top, our, let's do our top five or whatever. We, okay. Chris and I put our heads together on uh, at that lunch yesterday and came up with 
and I, I'm not sure I, I remembered it exactly, but I, I think it was like crime show, TV crime shows of this decade. Was that it? Something yeah. like that? Okay. Yeah, from 2010 to today. Okay. All right. So uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off and give, a, give, me, uh, give me your list of uh, crime, crime TV shows. Okay. Well, I just flat out enjoy this series. It's still going on. It's called The Rookie. Mm-hmm. With a, a Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. playing a 40-year-old uh, rookie with the LAPD. Mm-hmm. I just enjoying it. And then uh, you turned me on to this series. I believe it was produced by Sundance called Happen Leonard. Oh, God, yes. Oh, it's terrific. Canceled. And go ahead. No, it's canceled. Unfortunately, they got to three yeah. seasons and they didn't carry it through. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this, uh, the uh, commercial station, I love Person of Interest. Oh, yeah, that's a good that show. Was just, that was just flat out good from beginning to end. I agree. And uh, on one, of, um, I believe it's Amazon Prime, the series, they're in their fifth season. Hopefully there's going to be a sixth called Bosch. Bosch is great. Uh, and But uh, the last <laughs> decade, my favorite crime series has to be Justified. Oh, yeah. Yeah, incredible show. Yeah. Yeah, and... So Bosch is on my list, too, and I, I recommended uh-huh. it to a friend of mine who is a sergeant with the L.A. Sheriff's Department, and uh-huh. he texted me one night and said, starting Bosch, uh, really interesting show. And then the next two days, I think, he, he texted back and said, finished it. <laughs> he binged it. like <laughs> He finished it. Oh. Yeah, he just binged uh, two Binge seasons, five, yeah. five seasons of Bosch in two days. So, uh, but I agree. It's uh, it's. I'm reading the Michael Connelly books that the series is based uh-huh. on, also, which which I think um, are really terrific. He he starts off a little shaky in his first book, but by the time he hits his second or third book, he's really got this character down and his style. Yeah, and um, I'm glad the. Uh the main actor who plays Bosch, um, Titus Welliver. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad he's getting his break. Yep. He's excellent. You know, I saw him in another TV show or, or movie. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was agents of shield. He was, oh, okay. um, he played a, uh, like a, like a, a supervisor in agents of shield, uh, which I thought was uh-huh. interesting. No, he's really terrific in, in, yeah. But he is Bosch. Every time I'm reading the books, yeah. I see him. So, yeah. and of course, Justified. I totally agree. I loved Justified. I, it was astoundingly good. Well, well, well conceived. Well done. Uh, yeah. I'm going to include Longmire in mine, which okay. I thought was one yeah. of my favorite. It's. I'm still watching. I'm not finished with it yet, but I don't want it to be done. That's why. Uh, also, Luther. Uh, which is a British TV series starring um, Idris Elba, which I think is some of the uh-huh. really incredible, great British television. And I got to include Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock or whatever they call the British oh. version with. Um, yes. Yeah. It's just um, freaking amazing. And I'm going to cheat a little bit and include a sixth one, which has happened Leonard, which I just gosh, That is su- such unique, unique yes. television. Um, and then I'm going to add one. 
one other Danish TV show called For Bedrelsen, which uh, means the killing. And it, they had an, uh, a, an American version of it, but the Danish version is incredible, starring uh, Sophie Gobel, I think her name is. Uh, uh-huh. oof, man, what a terrific show. So For Bedrelsen is the Danish, the original Danish title to it. So, man, there's well, just, I'm I don't gonna, know. Go ahead. I Go said ahead. that then I'm going to throw in a sixth one. Okay. Uh, the British miniseries Bodyguard. Oh, yeah, that was excellent, exquisite. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's there's just so much good crime uh, television being made these days, isn't? Don't you agree? I mean, can you remember a time yeah. where it's been this rich? It's an amazing. No, no, and uh, they're able to do some things they haven't been able to do in the past, and uh, it's just intriguing the stuff that they're coming up with, and they're spending time on characters, so you get invested in the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, okay, well, that, so if you haven't seen some of these shows, trust Chris and I on this list, be, these lists, because these are this is the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. It's pretty amazing television, and the stories are compelling. The, uh, the season arcs are great, uh, especially justified in some cases. Well, and Happen Leonard, too. Happen Leonard is just amazing. Yeah. They change the – every season's a different – completely different storyline really well done happen leonard's yeah, available on on netflix and so is justified and longmire bosch is yeah. on amazon prime sherlock is on on um on netflix luther i think is on netflix uh so anyway All right. Um, again, this is Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Sevy. I'm with my my friend and co-collaborator, Christopher Styers, who's an accomplished novelist. Um, what um, what are we going to do now? Let me let me look at my list here. Um, I wanted to do you and I talked about. Thank you for this suggestion, by the way. Uh, we try to do a, a profile on a writer. And you mentioned a woman writer who, because I said we, you know, haven't done many women writers. And you mentioned just a terrific uh, female writer. And I'm just going to start off and do uh, her profile. Uh, Lee Brackett was the rarest of all writers, a female science fiction writer. She wrote successfully in a time when genre fiction and the film industry was dominated by men. She became known as the queen of space opera, penning some of the most compelling novels and stories about space and our place in it with increasingly sophisticated themes. In 1939, at the age of 23, she sold her first sci-fi story called Martian Quest to one of the preeminent science fiction magazines of the time, Astounding. Her style and story was inspired by Edgar Rice Burroughs and his God of Mars novel. Quote, suddenly at one blazing stroke, the veil was rent and I had a glimpse of the cosmos. I cannot tell you what a tremendous effect that idea of Mars, another planet, a strange world had on my imagination. She continued in that vein for a couple of years until she wrote No Good from a Corpse in 1944 as Lee Douglas, which was her maiden name. And the, the novel was a crime novel in the Raymond Chandler mode. That book resulted in her getting her first big screenwriting assignment. Howard Hawks loved her novel and wanted that guy to help Faulkner write the screenplay to his short story, Killer in the Rain, which became The Big Sleep. The film, directed by Hawks, starred Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, 
and is widely considered the movie is widely considered one of the finest examples of noir of that time, and it made Brackett a star in two art forms. Brackett didn't write a screenplay after that until the mid-1950s, taking some time to be a wife to fellow sci-fi writer Edmund Hamilton. Her road back to script writing was through TV in an episode of the series Suspicion. Then she wrote the screenplay for one of Chris's favorite uh, westerns, Rio Bravo. Directed by Howard Hawks, starring John Wayne, Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, and Angie Dickinson, the film made Brackett once again an A-list writer in Hollywood. Brackett's other credits include uh, Hatari, El Dorado, Rio Lobo, The Long Goodbye, uh, and, and an episode of The Rockford Files, which I, I didn't know. According to Encyclopedia.com, quote, During her career, Brackett frequently ventured from science fiction to radio plays, teleplays, screenplays, poetry, mystery novels, and a Western called Follow the Free Wind, which won the 1963 Silver Spur Award for the year's best Western. She wrote seven mystery novels, including one under the pen name George Sanders. But it was in 1978 when her legacy was cemented forever. Lee Brackett wrote the screenplay for one of the best sequels in any film franchise, The Empire Strikes Back, which is also considered the best of all Star Wars movies. She unfortunately died from cancer just after delivering the first draft. The film won a Hugo Award in 1981 and created a wonderful legacy for her. Lucas, discovering Brackett, according to John Baxter's book, Mythmaker, discovered John, uh, Lucas discovered Brackett, according to John ba- Baxter's book, Mythmaker, because a friend handed Lucas one of her books and said, here is someone who did the cantina scene better than you did. Baxter has their first conversation as this. Lucas, have you ever written for the movies? Brackett. Yes, I have. Rio Bravo, El Dorado, The Big Sleep, The Long Goodbye. Long pause. Are you that, Lee Brackett? Bracket, yes, isn't that why you called me in? Lucas, no, I called you in because you were a pulp science fiction writer. Bracket fought her whole life to be a woman in a man's occupation. Even her name, Lee, was always mistaken for being masculine. But in almost any photo of her you see on online, she is smiling. So this lifelong struggle never seemed to bother her. She just did what she did, and she was great at it. Lee Brackett, born in 1915, died in 1978, a year after the love of her life, her husband died. She will always be remembered for her contributions to novels and film, but more importantly was the legacy she left to every female writer who's ever struggled in a business that seems stacked against them. She said in an interview, quote, my advice to young women who might be doubtful about taking up science fiction as a career is simply this. If you want to write science fiction, write it, and why the hell be doubtful? So, great suggestion. She's really an accomplished writer, really terrific, terrific stuff. Yes. Um, Go ahead. In in several areas of creative writing. Yeah, all of them, I think. (laughs) Oh, yes, okay. I mean, when, you know, she wrote, she actually wrote some radio shows, and I, excuse me, I wasn't able to find out too much information about them, but uh, I also will include, I should say, the first draft to The Empire Strikes Back is online, and I have a link to it, so I will put that in the show notes if anybody wants to read. According to the article, uh, there was a lot of difference between her draft and what The Empire Strikes Back ended up to be. Because Lawrence Kasdan, <clears throat> excuse me, was called in after she died to rewrite the script, and Lucas changed a lot of what she had already delivered. Um, in I guess in the original second draft, Yoda was 
called something different and and Darth Vader was not Luke's father. Um, and the triangle, the love triangle between Luke, um, uh, Han Solo, and Princess Leia was much more pronounced, which would have been awkward, I guess. So they changed it anyway. Anyway, but her her basic concepts were still in the uh, in the version of The Empire Strikes Back that we saw and and love. Terrific movie, a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Well, I think a lot of things changed after George Lucas had his meeting with Joseph Campbell. Well, um, I, I don't mean and, to dis- disagree with you, but I, uh, that, that's contrary to what I understand about how the process oh. was. Yeah. He, okay. My understanding was he brought, uh, Luca, or he brought Campbell to the ranch when he was conceiving Star Wars, and they created that whole, that whole thing together, the, the trilogy. But maybe you're right. It would be interesting. If anybody knows, please let us know for sure or, or point to it. Yeah. And uh, I'll do some research and, and uh, call Chris a liar next week uh, so, or next podcast. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I will throw in one other tidbit, minor, about uh, Lee Brackett. <laughs> John Carpenter's original Halloween, mm. the sheriff is named Lee Brackett. Oh, there you go. Of course. That's cool. So, Carpenter was a fan too. Well, I can remember I can remember reading her books. And uh-huh. I always thought it was she was a man. I mean, <clears throat> it's hard yeah. to it's hard not I mean, I think Lee's a, a beautiful name for a man or a woman, but I always thought yeah. she was a man and I enjoyed her books quite a bit cuz I'm a big space opera fan and that's basically what she wrote. Uh-huh. Um, right. And Ed Edward and her husband Hamilton, I enjoyed his his work too. They were they were a great. I guess they didn't write together much, but they edited each uh-huh. other's work, uh, which I thought was okay. uh, that's kind of like you and I. I mean, you yeah. know, you write a lot, I write a lot. We both we both uh, edit each other, not edit, but uh, comment yeah. and uh, yeah, so. Uh, okay, so this is Plot Points Podcast. Um, I'm Mark Sevy. I'm with my friend Chris Styers, who is a published novelist and uh, and also has a, a credit for a script that we optioned um, oh, back in the back a while. And he is a terrific writer. You can find him on Amazon or on uh, IMD, uh, not IMDb, Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble, and also on ChristopherStyers.com. So. Um, Chris, we have time for maybe one question. I've got like okay. five, uh, but do you have one that you that you thought might Ye- be interesting? Yes, I, I do. Uh, for that beginning screenwriter, mm-hmm. when you're putting all your notes together for your screenplay, uh-huh. what's the most important aspect to make sure you have? So yesterday I distinguished between two two things. One for a screenplay is structure. You have to understand structure. Uh, if you don't understand structure, you're going to be shooting in the dark as to where you're going with your script. Now, some people outline. Um, I don't do that. I don't outline or do cards or anything. I just go ahead and start writing. But I've been doing it for so long, it's almost it's second nature. So, But structure is definitely important yeah. for a screenplay. But for a story, for any story, I don't care if you're a screenwriter, a novelist, uh, you know, whatever, um, it's the villain, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. the villain does not – nothing moves in the script before until the villain does. So most of – I would say 99% of what you see in film 
or even in novels, the villain is already in place operating um, pretty happily until the hero comes in and ruins their day. Uh, the other thing is, if it's internalized villain, like if, it, if it's alcoholism, obviously, uh, now you could show somebody becoming an alcoholic, but that's pretty boring. Um, so usually anything like alcoholism, drug addiction, a lot of times drug addiction, you can, you'll watch that. But the thing is, with, with the villain, if it's internalized, that villain is already in place again, or at least the, the, the uh, propensity towards that that drug addiction or alcoholism are already in place before the, uh-huh. before it opens. So, so for, okay. for, for screenplays, it's structure for stories. It's the villain, but both of them are important for both for either or. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for us. Uh, we are um, happy to be here and uh, be doing this. Chris and I uh, enjoy writing quite a bit. I, I think I don't, no, if I know anybody who likes it quite as much as he does, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very I- interesting way to lead your life because everything is subject to, um, to, your, to your pen, uh, including your own experiences if you're doing it right. So, so be truthful, you know, be honest, put it out there. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to judge you. And if they do, F them. Who cares? So. <laughs> right, Chris? Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, we, uh, I'd like to thank my buddy, Chris, for uh, this was a spur of the moment. Larry was supposed to be on the podcast, but unfortunately he had a business obligation that he couldn't avoid. And so Chris stepped in at the last minute and, uh, and uh, took over. And I, I really do appreciate it. Um, as I do everything that you do, you're a really terrific human being. Um, and I, I value tremendously our friendship and our collaboration and, and uh, the, the, con- the wonderful conversations we have. So thank you. Same, same back at you. Exactly thank you, thank the you. same. Yes. Thank you. So for Plot Points Podcast, I'm Mark Sevy. Uh, I'm with Christopher Styers. We would both like to uh, advise you and continue to advise you to be inspired and do good work. Thank you.